right, hello everybody. Welcome to the world's greatest Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I'm your co-host, Mike Allen. As always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell. And today we're going to be taking a look at all of the annuals featuring Spider-Man in 1988. All right, and don't sound too excited because that excitement's going to wane in about three seconds sure when we get to reviews. <laughs> but before that, we also have to introduce G.I. Jolie. Hi, I'm just trying to not cough directly into the microphone. Oh no. Yep. All right. Uh, And Bex Luthor. Yeah, I'm also here. (laughs) Oh, right, and uh, Bex. Uh, uh, The fourth one. Whatever. What's her name? I mean, my dad? No, that one. (laughs) What the hell? Anyway. Whichever one that one is, the the middle child, me. (laughs) Okay, so who here was born? Before no. 1988, is it just me? Oh, G.I. Jo- Jolie. So you probably don't remember when these came out, but I remember this super-sized summer <laughs> annual series, the Evolutionary <laughs> War. Nice segue. Yes. Uh, if I was born in 1987, I still wouldn't remember them coming out. Exactly, that's true, yeah. Well, just for those that don't know, this was the first year that Marvel connected all of their annuals together in one big story uh evolutionary war featuring the high evolutionary which has been hinted at in various marvel shows right because the high evolutionary created um a race of evolved humans and mm-hmm. i think he's tied to wanda isn't he in some way with the with mount with, with the nexus okay. and yeah. okay okay and anyway just so and again getting back to history the following year marvel did atlantis attacks and then the following year after that, they started having mini stories where like four or five annuals would be one story and four or five other ones would be another story. But anyway, so this was the this was a big deal at the time. Massive sales success, uh, critical success, not so much, which we're going to find out about when we review these. And we're going to start with the Amazing Spider-Man annual number 22. And right. that's going to be Bex Luthor reviewing that. And why don't you tell us about this one. And first, let's talk about this cover. I There's love this cover. <laughs> There's a guy called Speedball, who's everyone's favorite superhero, introduced in 1988. Um, <laughs> I honestly was like, ooh, Polka Dot Man 2? No. So I take it no one Not here is sort of Speedball. Even. Um, uh, I know about Speedball because he has a cat named Speedball, and the cat is in the Pet Avengers. Really? I didn't even know yes. that. Sorry, his cat is also named Speedball. <laughs> is that what you said? His name is technically Niels, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Did uh, I say something stupid? Did that sound <laughs> dumb and, 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 and bad? No, no, no. no. Yeah, Perfectly I, I'm, fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, because they have the same power. That's pretty cool. But it's, funny, it's funnier when it's a cat bouncing yes. off shit. Is his power balls? No, his power is bouncing. He bounces. If, if anything hits him, he bounces. Now, we should point out Speedball started his own series, and then he went on to join the New Warriors, and he continued to be a somewhat, you know, major, not major, but minor Marvel character, at least up until Civil, Civil War. Where I was, was going to say, yeah, Civil into, War. What was his name? Penance or Penance? Penance. 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 Oh, yeah. I hated that whole thing. I'm sorry. It was so pretentious. But anyway... I liked him back here when he was fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, let's talk about this comic, Becca. So tell us what happens in this one. 
Speedball of Cats not in it, and I'm very sad about it. Um, Anyways, reviews or? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't recommend. Zero recommendations for me. Uh, all right, here we go. And they're annual, so they're extra long. Also, they're extra full of extra garbage in this one, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, also, Daredevil's here. So we're get, we start off with just another drug war raging. There's always some sort of drug war or something going on in New York, and they're always called the same thing. It's always a drug war. <laughs> um, we see like a bunch of just dudes talking about newspapers. Spider-Man beats beats them up. You know, he's like, "Hey, no peddling drugs in my neighborhood." Webs them all up, and it's like, "Hey, cop on the road, there's some bad guys here for you." And then he leaves while the cop is getting. Um, his assist, his like partners or whatever, all those guys are killed by somebody else. <laughs> um, we quickly quickly flash over to the the most interesting part of this issue, which is um, what's his name, Robbie Baldwin, who is Speedball, and his mom. They're going, they're seeing a Broadway play, and for some reason we don't know why this Robbie kid is freaking out about this guy almost touching him. Um, at first it seems like he's a big racist, <laughs> because. <laughs> Because he's like, whoa, there's a black guy running at me. And I'm like, what the fuck's this guy about? And I was like, oh, wait, no, he's speedball. He can't get touched or else he'll go flying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then um, Peter comes home and Mary Jane's like all scared everything. He's like, what do you mean? Why, why are you acting so weird? I'm, I Spider-Man all the time. And she turns on the news and it's like, oh, turns out uh, they're blaming Spider-Man for the murder of all of these Druggies? Of course they are. Um, and for some strange reason, then we go to Matt Murdock's office and he's reading the newspaper. And they have to remind you that he's blind. In case you forgot. Um, well, if you're a kid like me and you're reading this in 1988, maybe you didn't know that, right? You probably knew that Daredevil was blind at this um, point, but... I don't know. Um, anyway, he's also Daredevil. So that's cool. Sorry if I'm a little bored. I read these all, like, last night, and I just had to... It was a drag. I can um, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you say, Mike? That you, you were so excited to reread them, and now you can't wait to sell them? That's... Uh, I don't want to say it on the air, but yes, that is 100% oh. true. <laughs> I like, When I saw the covers, I was like, here we go! <laughs> and then I cracked them open, like, oh my god. So... <laughs> At Daredevil's office, he's like, oh, well, the Spider-Man I know wouldn't murder a bunch of people. Obviously, he's been framed, so... Better go put myself into a situation that doesn't revolve me. Um, back at the Bugle, Peter's trying to be like, hey, Spider-Man didn't murder a bunch of people, and obviously, J. Jonah's like, sure, he sure did, pal. Here's a cigar. Um, and, of course, Kingpin's here. Because, yeah, you know what? Sure, everybody's here. Um, Kingpin's here, and they've been being attacked by the High Evolutionary's men. And you, you would know that if you read Punisher Annual number one, which I didn't. Um, and I won't. I refuse. So, because these are all very connected, and we are only reading Spider-Man, the High Evolutionary War is the most confusing nonsense yeah. to I, be written. I, I... I really wonder if this is an okay story if you read it from the start. Because some of the things kind of seem interesting, <laughs> but it's just so confusing and so jumbled. Yeah, um, and I'm like, 
they don't have like the annual the titles they don't they're like the evolutionary war do they have like a part one part two like where am i supposed yeah, I was, to start reading i was Not confused really. about that too that like i figured they would have had like part one of blank so no. i don't even know where to start so if this was the first place you're starting the first thing you hear about the high evolutionary war besides the people who previously were attacking the gwen stacy clone is that they're attacking kingpin <laughs> <laughs> so he needs to find out who these are, who these people are, and then we go back to Spider-Man, and he's gone back to the scene of the crime because that's smart to see if he finds any evidence of who actually killed all these drug pushers. Um, he runs into Daredevil, and instead of fighting right away, Spider-Man's like, "Come on, I didn't do it," and Daredevil's like, "I believe you," and Spidey doesn't question why he immediately believes him, but he just takes it for what it is. So then they team up to figure out what happened. We go back to Mr. Robbie here, and he's still with his mother, and they are still on Broadway. <laughs> Phantom's a long play. Are they? Did they go see Phantom, or did they go see Les Mis? You know what? Now I can't tell because I'm seeing the marquee for Les Mis in this frame, and maybe it was, a <laughs> it was Phantom in the other. And it was honestly, a dual they're, feature. They're both long. Duh, yeah, double feature. Yeah, you go see Les Mis and then you go see Phantom. Actually, I don't know which would be worse to get to see Your first. entire day. <laughs> Some people have Lord of the Rings movie marathons. We go see Phantom and then see Les Mis back to back. <laughs> because we like to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then if you're speaking of miserable, then we go see Rent right after. Mm. Just the worst day. Uh, or cats. Sorry. Uh, anyway. So, um, back at the Daily Bugle, Kate Cushing's ends up, um, tricking Jake Jonah into rescinding that he thought Spider-Man killed all those people, so I guess it doesn't matter anymore at all. Um, back to Speedball, he finds himself wandering around the wrong part of town because he's not from here. Uh, just like the most stereotypical gang of thugs. And I do absolutely want to point out that... The gang of thugs that pushes him over originally. One guy's shirt just says "eat." <laughs> what the? Fuck? And, and the other guy's tank top is just his face on a tank top. <laughs> oh my uh, god! That's another tough. I. That's the only thing that kept me. You've never seen ruffians before? Yeah, come on, Becca. <laughs> eat. I just wanted to point it out. Um, I th thought we reviewed art on this podcast. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Fine art. So, <laughs> eat. So, um, the, these, these hooligans, they're trying to mug, um, Speedball, and they push him, and the kinetic force calls, causes his Speedball powers to, to show up, which means that he literally cannot control his kinetic dispersion, so he just bounces <sighs> off everything. Um, eventually, he grabs onto a wall and is able to stop himself, and he, like, tries to... To aim himself, but not before the high evolutionary men. What are they called? Dudes? Purifiers? Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's purifiers. purifiers, and then there's like another set of them, too. So, robots. The, the Eliminators or something? Yes. So they show up, and they are purif- they are there, from what I gather, to purify the human race of something? Um... So they start just, like, blasting these these dudes, and Speedball's like, oh my god, you can't do that, you can't kill them. And then back to Spider-Man. 
I forgot that these things switch so many times. Like scene changes, you get like whiplash. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, back to Daredevil and Spider-Man, just beating up a bunch of people in a bar, getting mm -hmm. information, classic Spidey Daredevil moves. I feel like it's always this bar, it's always the same goons, so you think they'd give up information quicker. Um, we do a quick, what's Kingpin doing? And he's getting the arranger to arrange some stuff. Um, they kidnapped one of the high evolutionary robot guys, and they're, they're just guys in suits, and they, they're torturing him to get information out of him to find out who his boss is. And he's like, I'm not gonna talk, so Kingpin literally picks him up and crushes his ribs. <laughs> and he's like, now he'll tell me everything as he's holding a corpse. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's like, heal him up quick. <laughs> I've got something talk. to ask him. <laughs> Meanwhile, his diaphragm's been pierced and he can't talk anymore. Um, back over to where Speedball is, he followed those, those robots and he found th their, like, lair? I guess, and he's, he found out that he, they're planning on er, killing everybody, I guess, you know, purifying and all that nonsense. So he's like, I've got to go to the police, and the police don't believe him. So he's like, well, guess I'll do this myself, even though I'm in New York, where all the superheroes are. Um, after a quick torture session with Kingpin, um, he tells the arranger to get to arranging, and he's like, yep, no problem, mate. So back at the bar, a little bit more of a scuffle, and then eventually some guy blabs... Um, about, what does he blab about? Oh yeah, the guys they're looking for, the, 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 the guys who killed the drug dealers. So, Robbie finds himself at the Empire State Building, which is where the High Evolutionary's men have been hiding out, the very tip-top, and Spider-Man and Daredevil crash in there, and they start beating up some robots and whatnot. Um, Robbie comes up, and he also is like, I'll save the day too. Meanwhile... No matter what Daredevil and Spider-Man can do, they can't destroy this equipment. But then Speedball managed to control his powers for five minutes, and he clacks into the antenna, and he's the one who saves the day. But right before he... Right after he does that, he plummets to almost his death, and then Spider-Man web Gwen Stacy's him, but doesn't break his back, and pulls him up. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm a superhero too. And then Kingpin says the best line ever. Uh, he says um, he tells the arranger that he has something that he'd like for him to arrange. <laughs> so we finally said that. And it, well, he says you'll like arrange it, right? Off. No, he says I have a little something I'd like you to arrange. <laughs> I think he actually says arrange like four times to the arranger in this in this specific annual. So then the arranger who he was. Sorry? Just in case you forgot who he was. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a name tag like everybody else. <laughs> Kingpin has to say his name over and over again so he doesn't forget. So then we go back to this guy who I forgot to mention. His name is Splitface Flan... <laughs> Splitface Flanagan. Mm -hmm. Forgot that he's the main... The guy. The guy who killed all the guys at the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the ranger shows up and he's like, Hey, pal, you're going to turn yourself in or I'm going to kill you. So he turns himself in. And that's kind of it. And then Kingpin talks a little bit more about how he's beginning to worry. And you know that's a big deal, because Kingpin doesn't worry about shit. Right. And, and that's the end of the Spider-Man story, so... Do you want to keep going or talk about this one first? You want to talk? Want to summarize them all first? I can, I can just do this, these ones quick. Okay. 
Okay, go ahead. There's just a small... There's like six add-ons at the end of every annual for some reason. This first one is just a little backstory about Speedball and his mom almost getting killed. Um, it's the worst one. <laughs> Actually, it's not the worst one. It's but not. it is... You read it and you're like, this has got to be the worst one. But it's not. <laughs> so there's just like this, this, this guy who's trying to kill his mom... Because she got a role in a play and he didn't. And then it turns out that, like, she doesn't even remember him and it's really fucking sad. Um, but it doesn't matter because everything's fine at the end. And then, the like, end. So there's, there's, yeah, there's Speedball's little story. Like, why? Why even put that in there? Who cares? Well, because they're trying to introduce a new character and expand on his origin and get people to like him. But they, they introduced him already. Like, he was in the main story. <laughs> I know, but they're trying to hit you over the head with them so that you think, you know, that's what they're well, doing. Well, what they've done is made me hate Speedball. Oh. And think he's boring. Didn't work. Um, next story. Actually, High Evolutionary. <laughs> this one starts off with the cow. Um, so the High Evolutionary has a machine that can quickly evolve living beings. And... What he does with this is he takes animals and gives them human intelligence. Um, awesome. I don't like the implication that as soon as he evolves this this cow, he has to cover her up because now she's naked. <laughs> but that's what like, the story of Adam and Eve is about. They were already uh -huh. human. No, but they realized they were naked, right? They felt modesty. That's what happens to the cow here. You see, she goes moo. That's what that's about. Oh, okay. oh I didn't. I should <laughs> oh, have read uh, right between the. It's the subtext. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you done that story, or is there still but, more to talk about? Am I done? Wait, that wait, story? wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Intelligence is different from shame in some circles. Some people yeah. have intelligence and no shame. You're right. Mm. Or I have, yeah. have both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, what was the point of this one? Did you guys read any of these? Well, Hell yes. No. I'll tell you right now. Okay, I'll just quickly say these stories are all. I think they're they're all kind of flashbacks, and they're kind of filling in the the cracks of old stories. That's what the purpose of this is to explain how we got to this evolutionary war. So the main Spider-Man story is the actual evolutionary war. And this is all backstory. This would be like a DVD, like, you know, those Marvel one shots that you can see on Disney plus. Mm -hmm. That's what these yeah. are. I just wish that they explained things instead of made me more confused. They are um, again. I, yeah. I bought these when I was a kid. I read these backup stories once and never wanted to read them again. They are not done in an entertaining way. I love the high evolutionaries, big, um, handle on his helmet. Yeah, I was gonna yes. ask why he's got a why he's got a little handle. Very cool. I don't know, but it's awesome. So, I think I he's gonna be the bad guy in the new Guardians movie. Is he? Sure. I have a feeling. I hope they so. keep they keep hinting at Rocket Rocket Raccoon's origin, which is tied to this, right? Isn't to this it? Guy. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think he does the same thing. He. A raccoon so. goes moo and then puts on some clothes, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. And then Adam Warlock's in this later, too, so, you know. Yes. Oh, yes. really? Oh, well, then. Wait, didn't yeah, you read these, Josh? Wait, I thought you read these stories. What's going on? Huh? 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. Cow. Now the cow hum- has human intelligence. He goes with all the other animals that the high evolutionary is now teaching to, to have language. We just get a quick flashback about how apparently he tried to trap this guy who was a werewolf. And he's like, oh, well, he's not evolved because he turns back into a man. And they, they, then he just doesn't talk about this guy ever again, which is fine. And then his old friend shows up and we're supposed to be like, oh, it's this guy. But it turns out it's not that guy. It's actually the spirit of a six, like a sixth century Morgan Le Fay cult member who possessed <laughs> the body of this guy. I'm not making anything up. No. <laughs> he, he possesses the body yeah. of his old friend. And he's like, hey, high evolutionary, who's also just a guy, in case you forgot. Um, turns out your entire factory up here is on Mount Wondegar, which is where the Darkhold and all that, because we all just watched Doctor Strange and WandaVision, so we know what that's all about. Mount Wondegar, you know. It turns out, what, how do you pronounce the name? Kithon? Kithon? Big evil demon. Yeah, the second one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. One of the big Marvel demons. Uh, he's underneath there. They trapped him down there. So this monk possesses this man to then talk to this other man. And he's like, hey, quit it. You're going to let the, this, this guy out. And obviously doesn't believe him. Um, that That's where that one ends. The end. That's the end of the annual. That was the worst re- like recap I've ever given for anything ever. Whew. Well, Honestly... For most Which, of these issues, my eyes just like glazed over, and I was just l- looking at pictures. So and to say that this is the best of the three is like, yeah, sad. Probably. Here's the thing: this was co-written by, well, plotted by Tom DeFalco, scripted by David Michelinie. So these are Spidey veterans. They turned in their worst work I've ever come across <laughs> in their careers. The art is by Mark Bagley. This is some of the worst art I've ever seen in a professional comic book, like ever. It just looks like a you know like a teenager drew it. Mm. So, in my opinion, uh, and then on top of that, the story is so confusing and clearly just kind of shoehorning in the the connection to the Evolutionary War. Right? It just feels very artificial. There's no, nothing organic about the story, like mixing the kingpin and Daredevil and these robots and the drug war. I don't know. I don't think it works at all. I thought this was garbage. I now remember. Now I know why I never bothered rereading this after I read it the first time because it's junk. Uh, Gio Julie, what do you think? Um, I disagree with the art. Um, I wouldn't say that it looks like somebody in high school drew it because everyone I knew in high school was not as good an artist. Or wasn't an artist at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that like it looks like comic book art, almost as if a machine were to have made this art, and it's like just very paint by numbers. Like this is a guy holding a cigar. Can you draw him to look like JJJ? That's it. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's not trying to like shatter your world with his comic book art. He's just drawing Spider Man. Um. <sighs> the story is fine i i thought that the high evolutionary stuff was interesting because i'd yeah. never heard of it before but i was like okay so this must be something i'm not understanding like it must be crossing over from other books since daredevil's here but it turns out i guess it's not this is where it starts 
No, it's not. This is chapter mm. six. Mm-hmm. There's six, five stories before this in the Evolutionary War. Wait. So it's a series called the Evolutionary War. Yeah, as I, as, at the beginning, I said all the Marvel annuals are telling one chapter of the Evolutionary War. Why Sorry, would they ahead, do Josh. that? To make you so buy, you them buy all the annuals. That's the stupidest and idea in the world. It's it's kind of like a Secret Wars type of event that they're telling through the annual, so they don't have to interrupt the main stories that are happening in the regular books. I get that they're trying to sell books, but as now a bookseller, it really is. It, it just appears as though it is a cash grab every single oh, time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it is, of course. And like, which is which is why like multiple characters guest star in yeah. the annuals all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. I thought I hated this less. I hate it just a little bit more now that I know that. <laughs> um, yeah, do you might, like, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't hate Speedball either, but I also do not like Speedball. I definitely don't love him. Um, he's a weird character. He only gets weirder. Yeah. In the comics. Um, part of me was almost... <laughs> too joyful when he realized that uh, he could bounce around up in the air but uh, you know he still splats on the ground that uh, that whole scene where he's like bouncing around and he thinks he's gotten the better of everybody but he's actually just plummeting very quickly towards the ground <laughs> I was actually kind of happy that that was happening because at that point he was just super annoying. I like his costume. Me too. Steve mm. Ditko, mm. creator of Spider-Man, designed it. Jolie, yeah. well, uh, Jolie, do you want to take a quick break? I see you coughing there. Don't point it out. She muted herself. Oh, she's on mute. Just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah, I, I was kind of just like, eh, about this issue. Right. Um, and then it only gets worse. And again, this is obviously I, I'm reading like episode five of a TV show, essentially. Right, right. So right. part of the burden is on me to figure out what's going on. But at the same time, um, they do not do much to help out uh, in figuring out what the heck is even going on. Um, the multiple back uh, backup stories, too, are strange. Um, like, why aren't they just in the comic? Since they're already doing these, like, um, kind of, like, uh, uh, flashes over to the high evolutionary why not just include it in the story but it's it's so weird that it happens after everything else and we're kind of led we're kind of like left open like wait where does this fit in what the heck is happening it's so strange um yeah speedball's fine uh i always like when daredevil shows up and 
He was good too, I guess. I don't know. It it feels very empty and hollow because this isn't a Spider-Man story or a Daredevil story. It's like a big event, high high evolutionary story, and we're just thrown these other characters and they're just kind of thrown into the story because it, um we need something we need we need a place for this to take place so i guess we'll you know have spider-man in here for for a couple of issues and then move on is speedball like part of the high evolutionary story no he has no connection so So why introduce a new character it's a great this is a great question and i'm gonna guess the fact that all three annuals if you notice introduce new characters right like Web of Spider-Man introduces the Slug, and I think someone mm. else. Oh, is that poison. the introdu- introduction of Slug? I think so. And also, Poison is introduced, whom we never see again. And then I was Spe- like, ah, my favorite character. Yeah, there you go. And Spectacular uh, has an appearance by the Young Gods. It's not their first appearance, but they're obviously trying to push the Young Gods, right? Mm. So I think I'm assuming that was like a, a side project of these annuals was to introduce new characters and as we can see most of them didn't go anywhere yeah it that's a bummer because it's trying it's trying to be so many things all at once it's trying to be this gigantic crossover event with this huge complex story it's trying to be an annual for our superheroes that we read about every week or every month and on top of that, it's introducing like new characters that they're trying to like pilot and spin off into other comics or like introduce to be like new fan favorite characters. It's just not. Uh, you can tell that this is just whatever um, in the writing. There there are some fun moments, I think, in all of them. There's some good moments, but I think that they all kind of fall flat in the same exact way where it's just like nothing why is any of this happening why is it important besides the high evolutionary stuff it holds no weight like nothing does really mm-hmm. so you know the art's fine yeah uh, okay want to jump uh becca what do you think um i think <laughs> that it's really cool that when speedball becomes penance later um, the cat speedball Niels becomes P cat. Stop. Um, no, it's it's just P dash cat, and that's all I'm gonna think about for the rest of today. So does he also have a bunch of spikes in his back afterwards? Like, does his costume change? I don't know. Or what's up? It's just called P cat. P cat. The penitent puss. Don't that's lie to that. Bad. The penitent. Puss? You <laughs> piss cat, the penitent puss. <laughs> yeah, it's a um, bummer. Oh, he does get lots of spikes. Does he really? I hope that they yeah. don't put spikes in his body, though. No, he's Hopefully got a little spike just... suit. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of sad fan art of this. Anyway. Oh, um, no. I'm sad that Niels isn't in this. Because he's my favorite part about Speedball is the fact that the accident that gives Speedball's powers also gives it to just a cat. <laughs> just just a cat named Niels. Um, no, I hated this. Uh, I hated it. It was such a chore to read. I Like, I'm reading Spider-Man. I'm not reading Punisher Annual number one. No matter how much you try to make me. Um, 
dad. Uh, <laughs> no. So I'm just so confused. I don't know what's going on, but the worst part is I don't care mm-hmm. to know. This didn't make me really want to know what was going on. I was like, well, this high evolutionary seems interesting. And as soon as I was done reading it, I was like, thank God that's over. And I moved on. So I, I, oh. I'm not... I can't believe I'm going to say it, guys, but Secret Ore is better than this. Ooh. At yeah. least... It, it, you had Secret Wars issue 1 to 12. Mm-hmm. The story was about Secret Wars. I, the Secret Wars. The fuck is this? You're talking about Secret Wars 2? Oh, yeah, Secret Wars 2. Also better than this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, at least that they, they came up with like a good reason for all of these characters to like be interacting with each other, right? True. Like this alien that doesn't know anything about Earth is like bouncing around, interacting with all of these people. Like that's something. How how is Spider-Man connected in this at into this at all besides just happening to be there mm-hmm. for all of the fights? Um with with maybe the exception of spectacular. Um there's no reason for for Spidey, and that happens at the end. That's the right. tenth of ten of twelve, ten of eleven of this story. So part ten See, of eleven of all of these annuals. That just sounds so exhausting. I was like, this is part six. I have to read five different issues to know what the hell is going on in this one, and then there's Ugh. six after this. I. So I also, it's, I want to quickly say while we're here. For the listeners, I'm going to rattle off the other comics that tied into Evolutionary War. X-Factor, Punisher, Silver Surfer, New Mutants, Fantastic Four, X-Men, West Coast Avengers, and Avengers. You'll notice who was not involved and therefore didn't have annuals. Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, whoever else had a title at that time. Mm. Which again goes to show that at this point the Avengers were not nearly as popular as they are now. It's just interesting to think about. But anyway, so I'm going to say I do not recommend this comic. Like I said, I, I've had it since I was a kid and I'm going to sell it. So I never want to read this again. The only thing that I really like about it is the cover. And the fact that it's the first appearance of Speedball, because I like Speedball, but it's a terrible comic. Um, G.I. Jolie? Um, nope. No thanks. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Okay. I, I mostly was like... I don't have any final thoughts, so no thank you, but, you know, the more time we spend on it, I hated it. Okay. And you know what? Before we get, like, you know, uh, canceled or whatever the hell they do now, um, it's Hairball, which only makes it marginally better. Mm-hmm. Oh, his name's Hairball, not Speedball. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay, that might, that's good. That sounds better. I like yeah, I that. mean, at least it's like, you know, <gasps> cat. It's still P-Cat. Sorry. Yeah, Becca it's just... It's definitely P-Cat. Bex just sent us a picture of P-Cat with all the spikes, and I... The <laughs> cat, sad. P-Cat is so sad. Yeah, I'd be sad, sad, too, if I looked like that. Ugh. I'd be sad if I was Penance Cat, honestly. <sighs> so, no. Like, they're... The plus. I don't even want to like. <laughs> should we even talk about recommending it at all? You, it's very obvious that we I, don't. Yeah, I feel like all wow. three of these issues are going to be a, a no. 
Yeah, we yeah we could just skip the recommendation. We yeah, we already know honestly, we don't recommend them. Yeah, but and, we still have to talk about them. And me and like maybe maybe if you start at the beginning and read it, there's like good interesting stuff. But as single issues by themselves, they don't make any sense, and they there's nothing really good or fun in them. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to maybe see if they like take all of the high evolutionary like subplots and kind of like squish that into like a something. Work. Yeah, yeah, to like figure out like just to see what's going on with with that dude instead of having to read all of this nonsense. That'd be interesting. Maybe I'd like that, but not the thing this. is, is. Let me just say one last final thing. Mm-hmm. Is when I first saw evolution. Oh, and Becca, are you? No. Okay. <laughs> when I first saw the High Evolutionary in the Marvel Universe Handbook, I thought he was a cool character, a cool design. He's created by Lee and Kirby, so we know he's a good character. They have this big crossover based around him, and all these talented people, like Mark Grenwald, writing the backup stories, and everything about it is terrible. I just don't know how they could screw it up so badly. I don't know. Eh, anyway, just something to think about. Okay. Yeah, I, I I have to imagine that it was an idea to do a crossover before it was an idea of the high evolutionary story. Probably, yeah. Right? And they had to come up with something, some sort of story to tie in all of these books. And they're like, yeah, we'll make some shit up about this god, I guess. Who wants to do something deep, I guess? I don't know. And then uh, they kind of just, you know, put all the pieces together after that. I think you're right. Oh, I got to quickly point out, we were talking about new characters being introduced. One particular group of characters did last because X-Men Annual number 12 was the first appearance of the X-Babies. Everyone remembers them, right? Huh? Sorry. No. Okay, forget it. All right. <laughs> now- Sorry. Whoa, you wait, mean like the what? Muppet Babies? Pretty much, yes. Except that they're, I believe they're like genetic duplicates that are little kids. Because I never, I always hated the idea of the X-Babies, so I avoided the stories. But yeah, they are real characters that existed for a while, and they kept bringing them back. That's an example of Chris Claremont's sense of humor. I love Chris Claremont, but he's not good at humor. What happens if I Google (laughs) X-Babies? Okay. (laughs) While you're Googling that, we should move on. Yeah, sure. Oh, the Mojo first. Yes, oh. we're gonna move on. Oh, I think Hasbro just announced the big Mojo verse yeah. toy line. Really? They did. Yeah. Because the Dazzler group that Mike made me join is fucking going crazy about it. <laughs> Are they gonna have the X babies? <laughs> I. You know what? Let's pray to God that they don't. Anyway, moving on. Okay, now All we're right, gonna do level Web. Spider-Man. Sixty-four intense pages. Oh. That's it's, right. It's chapter eight of, of, so. of the Evolutionary yep. War, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Why is why is Web of backwards this 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 time? You mean the chronology? I think it's just because I don't know the chronology. Oh. <laughs> Ah. It's because I don't know. <laughs> it's because shut up, Rebecca. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I really don't uh, know. That's great. No reason. So the cover shows the introduction of Spidey's newest villain, everybody's favorite, the Slug. Yeah. Uh, I hate him. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse you. I hate him. Uh, 
This this issue is called Sweet Poison. Oh. Uh, we see Peter's on tour currently, so he's in Florida right now, uh, and he is promoting this book that J. Jonah Jameson kind of like stole all of his work and produced, uh, and he's getting paid to kind of like go on tour and promote it. He's been to like you know dozens of cities and on dozens of talk shows at this point and he's kind of getting tired of it so after we see him at, at the talk show promoting this he goes back to his hotel room calls mj and kind of starts complaining like listen i'm a new yorker i'm not made to travel around like you are and you know you're so good at what you do that it's easy for you to do this i can't do it you need to like if you can do you think you can like fly down to miami and meet me and we can like do this together she's kind of like she shows up in um, what could only be described as a little girl trying on everything her mother owns in her closet to say, who did, who did this to MJ? Who did this to her? What I is this? I think supposed to be like Madonna. I don't know. Or, or what's her name? Cindy Lauper. It's not good. Uh, anyways, so she says, no, sorry, I'm, I'm doing a photo shoot or something. Um, and then we're introduced to this character. Um... <laughs> Uh, she is the she's one of the uh, uh, cleaning ladies at the hotel that Peter's staying at. His spidey senses go off, so he kind of like opens the door, see what's going on. She's like, "Hey, here to clean the rooms." So she starts cleaning, and the longer she's there, the more his spider senses are going off, and there's it, it's to the point where like he's starting to get a headache. Um, and while she's there, she kind of like briefly talks about her son, and she's been working there for a little while. Blah 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 blah. She leaves. His spider sense finally, like, calms down. And then we see as she's walking away, she's, like, talking to this voice inside of her head um, who, like, seems to kind of not necessarily be controlling her, but, like, is, like, a part of her or maybe, like, possessing her. Uh, We move on to more of the High Evolutionary's uh, robot like human dudes like the the uh, purifiers purifiers. everybody knows about the purifiers of course um they're there to like put this monolith down in the middle of a swamp um so they put this thing down they like the machine turns on and it rips a hole into the reality here essentially and it opens up to i believe it's like the dark dimension or something like that it's like another a whole nother dimension or no no sorry this is the nexus space the nexus of dimensions right yeah right um sorry the nexus of realities nexus of realities so uh Then we cut over to Man-Thing, who lives in this swamp, and he is, like, weirdly connected to the Nexus of Realities for some reason. Um, And opening this rift up messes with him so much that he explodes and turns into mush and falls into the swamp. So Man-Thing is introduced just to be mushed up, I guess. Uh, we see Kingpin, who looks like uh, the son from King of the Hill. Uh, he calls Bobby? his Bobby. He does look like Bobby a little bit here, doesn't he? Yeah, it looks a lot did like you Bobby. Say, did you say Dudney? Dudney? Dudney. Dudney? 
so Kingpin calls up his good friend the Slug, who is the Kingpin of my of Florida, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and he briefly talks about suffocating somebody in his uh, in the folds of his belly fat, which is pretty cool. So Kingpin's like, "Hey, are Such you a responsible? Thing to do. Are you yeah. responsible for all these drugs going missing? I'm trying to sell drugs." And the slug's like, nope, it wasn't me. So Kingpin's like, okay, let's work together. Then we cut back over to uh, this woman, the the uh, uh, the cleaning lady. Uh, as she's on her way home, she gets onto the bus and she starts talking to the demon thing that's possessing her. And she, the this like being is talking to her and says tonight we're going out we're doing something and uh you better get your rest and she's like yeah i'm gonna take a nap if we're gonna be like up all night fighting we cut back over to the hole in reality and it starts bleeding um giant boiling acidic globs of blood onto these people and they start burning alive so that's pretty cool um cut back to the 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 worker she gets back to her her apartment where her son carlos is there watching gi joe um so we kind of get like a cute little moment of them interacting and then she says listen you're gonna be with babysitter tonight uh i gotta go out again uh we cut back over to Peter, who wakes up, and he's really hungry in the middle of the night, so he goes out for a burger, and also, he, he, he he's acting like he's, like, jet-lagged in a different time zone. Florida and New York are in the t- same time zone, correct? Great point. Great okay. point. Yes, they are. Okay, I just want to make sure. Maybe one <laughs> hour, if that max. Okay, I just, just, just want to make sure we're on the same page uh-huh. here. Uh, so, he ends up, like, running into... A crime, essentially. This guy is beating up somebody in a car, and he webs him up, and he, like, grabs this dude, and he puts him... He, like, saves him, but he starts interrogating him, like, what the heck's going on? What's what's going on here? So he kind of spills about the gang... the Like, the gang war that's going on, and the missing drugs, and the fact that he works for the slug. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe the other guy worked for the slug that he saved him from i'm not really sure it's not important he gets murked in a second they're both bad uh, guys yeah they're all bad guys but yeah yeah uh so we see uh we see the cleaning lady she's getting dressed she puts on this like witch-esque costume with like a necklace that has a red skull on it and we find out that this voice inside of her and like she is this character named poison uh we cut back to Spidey. He swings away. He's like, thanks for telling me all the secrets. And then the high evolutionary guys show up and they're like, uh, listen, you're not pure enough. So we're going to have to kill you, which has never happened in like in any of the comics we've read before. I didn't realize these guys were here to just like kill off bad people. I, for some reason, anyways, uh, so he's dead. Uh, we cut back to Kingpin. He's on the phone with Slug. We actually see this time Slug <laughs> suffocating, <laughs> suffocating a man <laughs> with his belly as he sits there by the pool. Um, 
which I, this is the guy that was trying to get information from the dude that died. So he ends up dying anyways. Uh, he throws him in the pool and then we get a close up of the slug as he like laughs and says, everybody jump in the pool now. Party, party, party. Great. Perfect this is the writing. worst thing I've ever read in my entire life. This is the this is it. This is it. This huh? part. This page. <laughs> Which page? This one. What the, we're talking about? Digital one, page. I don't know. The slug. The, the one with slug, the slug suffocating, suffocating the boy. a man. I think that's awesome. But anyway. Mm. Yes, yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um. Anyways, cut back over to Poison as she's like floating in midair above her like apartment complex as the high evolutionaries goons show up and she starts kind of like blasting them uh her son carlos sees what's happening and is like confused and in awe we cut over to spider-man as he's driving a boat through the swamp and he finds a refrigerator chained up in the middle of nowhere full of cocaine uh you know you know as you do. Yeah, as as you do in Florida. Uh, the high evolutionary guys show up at the same time as, like, the slug's gang shows up to, to get the cocaine. So they st- the, the high evolutionary guys start killing off all the drug lords because they're not pure enough and they're purifiers. Uh, Spidey ends up fighting them all, but he's kind of, like, outmatched at this point. The poison goes over to the rift that's opened up and the demon that is possessing her pretty much says listen i'm Audi. peace it's been fun i've literally changed your dna forever so have fun with that uh i'll never see you again so a little poof of smoke comes out of her mouth and goes into the nexus of all realities and then the rift closes up um so why was the rift open at at, at all who knows but uh, it's now closed, uh, which allows Swamp Thing to reform. Man Thing. Or Man Thing, sorry, thank you. I always confuse those two characters. Man Thing is able to to reform and 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 be alive again. So he starts uh, killing all of the uh, the purifiers and helps Spider Man. And Spidey's like, Ooh, that's that was a close one. Swamp Thing walks into the swamp, and we cut over to the next morning, where Peter is back in his hotel room asleep, and we get a knock at the door, and we're led to assume that it is another cleaning lady wanting to come in and clean, but it turns out that it's MJ. She ends up showing up in Miami to hang out with Peter. The end. And then there's a backup issue, a backup story with um, Poison, and we kind of, mm. like see her walking through new york and we just get like flashbacks of what happened to her none of it make none of it makes sense or is interesting even a little um and then we just get a bunch of like after that after that story's done we just get like uh those classic annual endings where it's like a bunch of splash pages introducing characters that um nobody remembers or don't have anything to do with anything that's going on right now like uh mad dog 2020 well he was in these are all actually are, or, he, mad dog was in um uh right Life but, the mad dog ward uh, yeah but but it's done right at no, this no, point but if so he's this, not going to come back again this whole sequence though is a year in review that's why they have it so they show the marriage okay. they show craven okay, they show sure. yeah they show felicia's ass pointing right yep 
Yes. Her, just her whole butthole pointing yep. at the camera. They, they even got Mark Beacom to come back and do this pinup. It's great. <laughs> oh my oh. god. I skipped this bullshit. I missed the butthole. <laughs> yeah, just her whole butt. I love uh, it. And then something happens with High Evolutionary. He's talking to his cow friend and yeah. the mustache man. More shame. And Who's a ghost? The cow now helps deliver babies. Uh, I don't know. Now there's twins. This <laughs> is the care. cow. This is the cow nanny for the Max Muff twins, Wanda See? and Petra. I knew there was a connection. That's who these twins are. They are Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. So that's what I mean. Yeah. I think they're going to eventually lead to this whole... So, hey, hold on to these issues, Jolie, because these are going to be worth a lot of money. Anyway... <laughs> anyway, can I just say quickly, guys? Uh, that's great. I actually really enjoyed this issue. This is the best one I think of the bunch, surprisingly. Um, but it's written by Steve Gerber, who is—you'll be shocked to learn—is one of the best writers of the '70s, who left Marvel to go and write an animation. He wrote for GI Joe, among other things, Thunder of the Barbarian. Uh, I actually really like the story in this one. It has that weird. You know those weird Spider-Man fill-ins by oddball artists and oddball writers that mm. we came across so much, like a few when we started the podcast. That's what this feels like. Like, I think there's a lot of great ideas here. I actually like the slug. Like the whole idea of him murdering people by like ugh, putting them in the folds of his fat. Like it's just disgusting, but also you know cool. Like it's a cool mm. body horror idea. This uh, the man thing is a little bit shoehorned in, but then again, Steve Gerber. He didn't create Man-Thing, but that's how he became famous, by writing the Man-Thing in the 70s. Um, I like the characterization of the Kingpin here. I actually do like Poison. I think she's a cool character. Um, you know, I Mike, I, I agree with you. I think Poison is cool. I think the stuff with Man-Thing and him showing up is an interesting idea. I think that the slug, while disgusting, is like a new, fun, interesting take on Kingpin. I just mm -hmm. don't think that any of it has enough time to actually be part of the story and it's just kind of like thrown in there like what does the slug do in this well, issue he, we he does suffocate a dude with his belly you know here's but. here's one problem not only is this evolutionary war it's also the drug war that was introduced in the punisher <sighs> annual so it's almost like there's two crossovers going on it's so if they would have just focused on the drug war it could have worked but then they have to shove yeah. in the robots and at the mm -hmm. shove in the man thing. And so, yes, just like the amazing annual, there's way too many things going on at once. And like I said, I assume that there was a mandate to introduce new characters. That's why we have poison. And so we do have her origin. I thought it was okay. Uh, it's also Alex Saviak art, by the way. But it, again, it's just too much crap. It's like all these different agendas, right? Now, we should point out this was the first year after Jim Shooter was fired as own as editor of marvel there was new owners and i believe from what i've read from behind the scenes is that they were all about fuck innovation fuck trying to be good just pump out these comics introduce new characters and increase sales so mm. there's probably it's that classic case of you know the rich guys in suits standing over the writer's shoulders telling them okay now put in this now put in that <laughs> right and that's probably how we get this it definitely feels like that it definitely has that superman should fight a giant yes mechanical robot and yep. polar 100%. bears yeah no it definitely 100 percent has that feel and like i don't know if if the evolutionary stuff wasn't here and they there weren't like also these robots opening up a rift in space it would like 
I don't know. Like, I, I can see, like, the man thing and poison and the gang war stuff kind of working together, right? Like, right. Spidey can't fight these guys on his on his own and, like, like confiscate the cocaine. So he's got to help poison get rid of this like thing inside of her which will help which will then in turn make man thing come back and he can now help spidey fight these bad guys like that that could work it's just all i don't know everything all together is so nothing it's it's so it's just like spaghetti thrown at a wall right but mixed in with like cotton candy and like steak like it doesn't <laughs> yeah go together yeah, yeah. Okay. Or you could at least make a good glaze, like a sugared glaze out of cotton candy for steak. Not that you That's should. That's too fancy. That's too fancy. Mm. I'm vegan. <laughs> okay, here's another example. Bubble gum should taste like bubble gum. It shouldn't taste like roast beef, right? Like, is that a better I example? I mean, if you're boring. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think that... Um, I think that the analogy is is they're not trying to put uh, like two interesting things together and see if it works. They're a little kid throwing everything into the pot and stirring right. it around because oh right. I like this and I like this and I like this. There's no like thought put into like 100%. oh wouldn't it be interesting if this sweet and this savory thing came together to create this like new interesting idea? No, it's just I like all these things and I'm going to eat them all at the same time because they're all my favorite things mm-hmm. and it tastes disgusting. And I'm going to throw up the color blue for two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really good description of all of this, actually. <laughs> uh, Becca, what did you think of this one? Um, it's weird that you thought this was the best one. I actually don't know which one's the worst one because I think I hated them all equally, but maybe for different reasons. Um, this one has the problem of starting off very interesting to me. I'm like, oh, Peter's book tour. That's what he's doing. Like, and he's on like a show and he's talking about the thing that he does. I'm interested in that. And then immediately we're like, nah, there's a, a Nexus Fall Realities. Also cocaine. Also here's the slug. Also here's poison. Who, by the way, we don't see again until 1995 where she dies. Um, oh, nice. And nobody's ever done anything with her since. So, or I think she dies in 2005. Anyway. I think she had 12 appearances. That's what I read. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Um, Cool for her. It's just, yeah, it's too much. I I would like a high evolutionary nexus reality purification event or a drug war. But I don't want both because... Having the kingpin be like, "This is a nexus of all realities." I don't. It doesn't. I don't really like that. I don't. And then, then the slug, and he's killing people with his belly flats. And then two panels later, there's man thing, and he's the guardian of the nexus of all realities. I'm like, I need to take a breath. It's just, it's too much, and I don't like it. Because I like Man-Thing. I like the stuff with Man-Thing. I actually like the stuff with Kingpin. The The slug is the worst thing I've ever seen in, in like, a good way. Like, that panel, I, I, it will haunt me forever. Yeah, the guy's face. Ooh. I 
love how he throws a corpse into the pool and then tells everyone to get into the pool. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I think the high evolutionary sucks and ruins everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Like, give us some of these things separately, not all of them, and together. Right, right. And like, then there's that little part with with poison's backstory, kind of. Where it's just really the explanation of her powers, almost. And I love that she flies off at the end, after killing several men. Alright, cool. Dope. Um, Does she also, even kill them, though? Like, she even, she kind of, like, thinks about it and then, like, reverses it. I don't know, right? dude. I don't know. Unclear. Um, also, Spider-Woman is in here. Did you know that? Is she? Where? The little, Which one? The l- <clears throat> No... The little girl in the, the, the high evolutionary sub-story sub at the end, the last one with the cow lady, oh. um, there's a little girl in a, uh, where is it? Where did it go? There's a, yeah, there's oh. a little girl. And he's like, Jessica, there you are. That's Jessica Drew. <laughs> hmm. So... Huh. That's fun. What's his name? Yeah. Ta- the, the, the host talks about it. Talks about her too, right? Yeah. He makes some sort of nasty, creepy comment. Because her dad was his old friend, I think. And she's like, has radiation poisoning. And anyway, um, to me, (sighs) this little part at the end was more interesting than anything else about the High Evolutionary. But only because I know about everybody else around him. I was like, oh, right. Everybody's origins are tied to this fucking guy. Because, um, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the it's so confusing. A woman dies, and a baby dies, and then there's twins, and they give them to parents, but then the parents don't want them, so they just bring them to a, not my words, a town of gypsies, and drop them off there. I missed that. Are that's we talking about the origin story now? The very end. That's oh, the ending. The okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just... I don't think a lot of this is thought through. It doesn't read like that, at least. It's like somebody had a lot of ideas and then wrote down all their ideas and then didn't have time to be like, mm, first draft, maybe? Nope. Get, it would go. Annual's got to go out. Let's get it published. And it's like, okay... <sighs> Because it's just a big mishmash. And, like, what part is... We, we read part six was um, amazing. This is part what? Part eight. Eight, I think. Oh, I think so five a... is amazing. One, two, three, oh. four. Five is amazing. Six, seven, eight is this one. And then the other one... The spectacular is ten. Okay, so there is... there They don't... They, like, have a steps, but they don't go next to each other. They don't directly makes, tie in. Yeah, which is even more confusing to me. I just, I don't know. Again, I it didn't make me want to read what was happening. I don't care. <laughs> so and that's like the worst thing it, uh, the one part of a story can do. Because like, you, I think Josh compared it to like episode five of a twelve episode TV show. But it's like if I watched episode five and I was like, that looks cool. I'm gonna go back and watch episode one. Right, right. This doesn't make me. I don't. I'm not doing that. That's time. Mm. That's my time. Mm. 
Um, oh, well, last thing. I like the kingpin sitting in front of the cherry blossoms. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's very romantic. Yeah. Okay, I'm so turned around. Jolie, have you said anything yet? I don't remember. Uh, I've said a lot of things. Not okay. <laughs> specifically when... I was never addressed, but I spoke. Okay. So I think that's enough. Well, what did you think overall? Just give us your 140 character review. <laughs> no. No. I'm going to take a page out of Becca's book. No. <laughs> no. Like, I... I agree with Becca. The backup story is the best thing about this. And I was skimming the backup story while we were talking about it. Like, uh, we get to see other characters that we're familiar with as babies. It's funny that we were talking about ex-babies before this. Because it's like, well, that that really kind of came full circle in this little chat about this book. But uh, I thought I hated the other one the most. I hate this one less than the first one. That's about it. I mean, the level of hatred's still pretty high, so it doesn't really matter beyond that. We haven't mentioned the art. Cynthia Martin is the same artist that did um, Life in the Mad Dog Ward. I actually think the art in this is good. It's not great, but I like it. Does anyone else like it? Or is it just me? The story's too painful to even be able to concentrate on the art. (laughs) Like, that's how bad these books are. But yeah, sorry, Josh. The... Oh, sorry. It's it's pretty good. It's also more palatable too, I think, because it's not a recoloring. It's a scan. So I was like, ah, oh, this is you know what nice on the eyes. That's a very good point because the amazing was a scan, and I think you're right. I think they go in and like fix the levels of the blacks because it looks like garbage. But this art, at least, it looks appropriate for its paper, right? Mm-hmm. Do you mean the amazing that we read was a yeah. recolor? I th- I'd have to reopen yes. it, but yeah, I Yes, think it so. is. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. both Amazing and Spectacular were scans, and then The Amazing was a recoloring. Ugh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It just looks... Ugh, yeah, it's hard on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, we still have one more comic to talk about, so we should probably move on, right? What do you guys think? Yes, please, sure. let's move on. So... I'll just say quick, oh, this is the one I'm going to summarize. I was so <laughs> excited to reread this because of this awesome cover by our pal Sal. Oh, no, not again. Gwen Stacy is back. We see the clone. Well, we see Gwen Stacy walking down an alley, and we see Spider-Man trying to get away from her. This is a great shot by Sal Buscema. Then in the corner, we see plus the dramatic return of the young gods who I've never heard of. Well, I've heard of them, but I doubt you guys have, right? Does anyone care? No, no one cares. Okay. Uh, no. The young gods. I knew of them, and I went, oh, yeah, this is why I don't care. Yeah. Shit. I, yeah. Right. I, just read, I just read this issue like right before the podcast, and I couldn't tell you one of their names. Exactly. Um, so, anyway, we open up with a, actually a decent splash page. We, unfortunately, it's the same artist, Mark Bagley, but. It's better inks because it's Keith Williams who reg- who usually does um, Alex Saviak uh, inks on Sp- uh, Web of Spider-Man. So Spider-Man is doing his thing. He's contemplating his life, all kinds of angst. Oh, by the way, this is written by Jerry Conway, the regular writer of um, Spectacular Spider-Man. And um, he suddenly finds himself in the middle of a firefight with the High Evolutionary's robots. Slightly differently designed robots. I don't know if this is a different, <laughs> right? Is this a different group? I have yeah. no idea. So anyway, he jumps in, and and then as he's fighting these guys, all of a sudden, 
he comes, he finds himself face to face with none other than Gwen Stacy, who we all know died in the comics about 15 years ago or more. So he's like, what is going on? So he sees Gwen Stacy, he's like, Gwen? And then this is where the most annoying part of the comic starts. The inner dialogue. <sighs> Gwen, I tell myself, Gwen Stacy is dead. So as he's talking, we're getting narration that's sometimes contradicting what he's saying out loud, and it's very annoying, but we'll get to that later. Mm. <laughs> so Gwen Stacy disappears. Um, the robots go into like a... They vanish through this like hole, teleport away. Spider-Man's trying to figure out what's going on. And he's like, oh, I got to get home. Oh, and then he's like, I have to remind myself, Gwen Stacy is dead. My <sighs> head knows the truth, but my heart... Dot, dot, dot. Get home, pal. We know where she's headed, don't we? And you better be there to warn Mary Jane before Gwen arri arrives. So then we cut over to the high evolutionary. We get some of the high evolutionary crap. We cut away. <laughs> we cut away. Hmm. Back to Spider-Man. Uh, Peter Parker dressed as Spider-Man. He pulls out um, a photo album. And just as Mary Jane walks in, and he's looking at photos of him and Gwen Stacy. And then he's narrating, Gwen Stacy, the love of my life before you were the love of my life, Mary Jane. I wish I could say she doesn't matter to me anymore. I wish I could say the feelings were gone. I wish she just stayed dead. <sighs> so say we all. But anyway, cut back to High Evolutionary, floating around, thinking about stuff. He ends up um, flying in to meet up with the new gods who were introduced, I believe, in Thor. And we see... This is essentially what we call a backdoor pilot for the new gods. For those that don't know, that is a episode of a TV show that's setting up new characters to potentially be introduced in their own series. We get page after page of the new gods having, like, a training session, basically. And even though Josh doesn't remember any of their names, they say them over and over and over again. <laughs> right? But they're... It's like, so Michael, how did you enjoy the comic book, Michael? I know, you yeah, you're Michael? right. <laughs> yep, yep. But we still don't remember. Like, some of them are like, Mind Singer, Combat. Wait, there must be a list of them somewhere. If someone can Google the young gods. Anyway. Here's a list. Do you want them? Sure, we got do it. Bright, bright Sword, Caduceus, Calculus, Daydreamer, Jenny, Harvest, High Note, Mind Singer, Moonstalker, Sea Witch, Splice, and Verua. Cool. Was there a also Jenny Juniper. in there? Jenny? Yeah. Would you say Jenny? But like, yeah. Oh, spelled differently? It's it's, it's G-E-N-I-I. -I. Oh, maybe it's like an uh, Arabic thing? Jenny? Like a genie? Uh, I don't know. Um, I like calculus. Anyway, so these characters suck. Um, That's why you've never heard of them before. Yeah. So, okay, 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 okay. But hold on, though. They were originally human, and then they were turned into yes. gods, correct? Yes. Yes? Like celestials. Yeah. Okay. They were evolved. So, so, okay. So they're like the Eternals, but not? Kind of, yeah. Okay, because this guy is Jewish. One of them is, yeah. So it's like, okay, okay, cool. Oh yeah, sure. they're all regular humans. Yeah, they just they were given powers. I mean, maybe they could be cool. Maybe this, a good writer could turn them into something, but they're definitely not cool here, right? So no. get wrecked. And so the funny thing is, is they take up like one, two, 
three, at least four pages, and High Evolution, oh no, five, and have mm-hmm. High Evolutionary's like, well, I thought you guys were cool, but you're not. See ya, takes <laughs> off. Um, he really cut, does. Yeah. We cut back to Mary Jane and Peter talking about Gwen Stacy, and then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door, and who's there but Gwen Stacy, right? She comes in and hugs Peter Parker, but Peter Parker's wearing the Spider-Man costume underneath his clothes. And then she takes off. No! And he's like, why didn't I take it off? I knew she'd be coming. I knew she'd be frightened of Spider-Man. Why? Is that why I kept it on? To protect myself from her somehow? So anyway, he um, he's like, okay, well, whatever. I gotta go chase after her. So he chases after her. She almost gets hit by a car, but he saves her, right? And then just as he's saving her, as happens in a Spider-Man story, he gets shot by a laser from a robot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the robot comes and captures uh, Gwen Stacy and so, and then disappears, vanishes. But then as it's vanishing, Spider-Man leaps into the interdimensional hole. I love comic books. Anyway, and <laughs> ends up like in this secret home base of the High Evolutionary with all these robots. I see Jolie's getting a headache. Sorry, Jolie. She's had is it the comic? Anyway, <laughs> Gwen Stacy is now captured inside this like robot prison, crying, and he's fighting. Oh, look at that! The new gods come back, or sorry, young gods. What are they called? Half the young gods. The young new gods. gods? And, and the young gods. The new are gods they? are a Jack Kirby DC thing. These are the young gods. Okay. So they and show. And only half up. of them come back. Okay, half of them come back. <laughs> to save the day the cavalry has arrived everyone's fighting now uh-huh. and then they get captured I just read this yesterday I don't remember any of this fighting 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 Gwen so, oh go ahead I was gonna say what happens is is the new the, the, the young gods they're like oh there's something going on on earth we should go stop them and half of them are like earth isn't our problem anymore so only one half goes and then the other half shows up and is like, I, we told you Earth isn't our problem anymore. And then they all fight. Okay. And then there's more fighting and more fighting and more fighting. Yeah, nothing happens. They fight yeah. They fight the robots and then they, they save Gwen and, and Peter and they go back to Earth. Well, basically, yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> rescues Gwen. And then, like, we got to talk about this. Then he hugs her and he's like, I've missed you. The feel of you, the warmth of you, the way we fit. And just like that out loud he's like it's over you're not the Gwen I knew and even if you were even though I still care for you I'm in love with someone else and she's like Peter don't leave me and he's like I won't I'll get you home don't worry I'll call you a cab then he walks back over to the young gods and they wrap up their little adventure and then they disappear and then it's just Peter and Gwen and by the way I kind of skipped over this but the whole time that every time he mentions Gwen he'll like he'll there'll be like a little narrative box that'll say Gwen is dead Gwen is dead to remind himself because as we know Peter technically killed Gwen in Amazing Spider-Man 121 and then the High Evolutionary explains why he's captured her it's because this is actually not Gwen Stacy it's the clone of Gwen Stacy introduced in Amazing Spider-Man like 147 or something but what we learn for the first time in this issue is this is not actually a clone of Gwen it's another woman Uh, I don't know if they give her name but she was captured by Miles, Professor Miles Warren, who we know as the Jackal. And this woman was turned into a duplicate of Gwen Stacy. And she's like, no, what are you saying? That I don't exist. And Spider-Man's like, easy, easy, Gwen. Keep listening. There's more. 
So then evolutionary, uh, high evolutionary keeps talking, and he's like, blah 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 blah. So then he like sends them on their way, and then if, and then she basically gets turned back into her former self, and we see she looks a little bit different. Of course, not as good looking. Uh, and then Daydreamer restores her memories, and then she's Daydreamer's like, I took away her illusions. Dreams and illusions are my specialty. I sensed her need back at that fortress but my friends wanted to go and I was upset. I've got to get back before they miss me. Something strange is up. Keep this our secret, okay? And Peter's like, okay. I watched the other one walk away and it hits me. I don't even know her name. And her name's Joyce. Oh, is it? Okay. So then the former Joyce clone Delaney. of Gwen Stacy walks away and then we cut back to Peter coming home to Mary Jane and then they kiss and they live happily ever after the end. <laughs> Okay, well, okay. Well, wait, wait, before we talk about that, Josh, there's the secret origin of the young gods. We gotta talk about that. Do we gotta? Yeah. So I'll just skip through um bunch of fighting, bunch of fighting, unimind, bunch of fighting, the end. Okay. Then we have the young gods <laughs> fact pages introducing all the young gods and what their names are, what their powers are. Did you mention Varua, Becca? Yeah, she was the last one I mentioned. Oh, okay. The list I read off was alphabetical. Ah, this is a different list, different ordered list. But yeah, we see who they are. We see all their powers. We see how much they suck. And then after that, we have the High Evolutionary Chapter 10, the Son of Earth. Bunch of crap. Oh my god. Did you read this one? Because I didn't read it. I just yeah. skipped over it. This one's got Adam Warlock in it. Yeah, well, it's cool. I yeah, it. I like Adam Warlock. Um, and um, what is it? What, what, who's that? Who's the, the evil caveman guy? What's his name? The evil... Man? Man, not Mad Thing. It's somebody um, else. What's his fucking name? <laughs> um, We're off the rails. Project um, Man? No, it's this big caveman. He's got a name. Oh, I you mean, Becca, you mean Man, man Beast? Beast? Hello. Man Beast. Yeah, Man Beast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, am I still talking? Sorry. So, yeah, and then... Uh. Um, that's kind of it. Like Adam Warlock comes in. What happens here, Becca? Do you remember? Um, Adam Warlock gets um, pissed. Adam Warlock comes in because the High Evolutionary makes an entire fake Earth and starts from scratch to see if he can evolve humans better than humans evolve themselves. So he tries to do that. And once he gets to the point where humans are becoming humans, turns out we're assholes no matter what happens. So this one guy, this one human that he's evolved is like killing all the other guys. So High Evolutionary's like, well, this failed, so I'm gonna just kill all these people. And Adam Warlock shows up, he's like, don't kill people! And he's like, alright, cool, you're my son now. <laughs> so, then Adam Warlock is his son now, and then there's like a little tidbit of talking about the adventures that Adam Warlock will then later have with the Hulk, and how he gets crucified. And he fights Galactus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then that's it. Oh, and then he comes back and he's angry at the High Evolutionary. And he's like, but you're my son. And Adam Warlock's like, but who cares? Lied. Yeah. Oh, because he's, he sees what he's going to do in the future, I guess, and gets mad at him. Man, the more I talk, the more I don't want to. <laughs> so this was the only one that I was really excited about reading. This is the one I was most excited about reading because of the cover. But then I cracked it open and realized, oh, my God, what have I done? Um... <laughs> This one might it, be the worst. I don't know. It, this one sucks so much. <laughs> the writers don't even know 
they don't even know what they're writing about. It's so inconsistent. This whole Gwen Stacy thing is so stupid. Why is Peter shocked that Gwen is here? He already knows that this clone is running around. Right. Right? Right. So why is he surprised that she shows up? And then why is why is he then surprised again when she shows up and she's scared of Spider-Man? Why is she going to Peter's house if she already knows that Peter is Spider-Man? Because at the beginning, she even says, "Get away from me, get away from me, Peter," when when Spider-Man swings in to save her. So she knows that Peter is Spider-Man, yet she still goes to Peter's to be like, "I need your help." I don't know where to turn to. And she sees the Spider-Man logo and runs away. And then it's just like, Peter, you already know that this Gwen is, nothing has changed. Can I just point out something that makes it even worse, Josh? (sighs) These writers who don't know what to do with these characters created these characters because Jerry Conway created the clone of Gwen Stacy. Jerry Conway wrote the death of Gwen Stacy. So why is Jerry Conway confused? Right. And then why <laughs> did you then write it? So so Peter knows right that this clone isn't actually a clone, but a woman that's been like hypnotized to think she's Gwen Stacy essentially. So Peter already knew that? No, he didn't know that. He learned that. He learned that why, at the end of the story. Why is he acting like he does know that at the end when when High Evolutionary is telling them all of this? Um, He's acting he? like he knows. Hold on. I have to get to that. Oh. Even, yeah, he even, doesn't seem very shocked. Even Gwen's like, what are you telling me? He's like, shh, shh, sh- let him finish. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, Easy. Yes. It's because that's it's bad like, writing. That's why. It's like, what? <laughs> <just> bad writing. <laughs> Which is why they retcon it later. Oh, that's right. Did they? Yeah, it's actually, it turns out they retcon it. The high evolutionary goes, yeah, I uh, I lied about that. She's actually a clone of Gwen Stacy. And that's literally what happens, is he says he lied previously. Mm, that's, this is so Cause, stupid. Because then all the Gwen clones come, right? And there are a bunch of, like, freaky melted ones and shit. It's just, so he, yeah. It's so frustrating because even the even the small like Spider-Man story that's in this big monster of an issue doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like we're we're with with the web and in amazing there were like small little parts that were like enjoyable and like oh I could see how that could be a story in and of itself and that could be a story. Even if you take all of the high evolutionary shit out of this comic, this Gwen Stacy story sucks ass it blows it doesn't make any sense it's so inconsistent why is peter so bent out of shape about this person he already knows is running around new york it's very stupidly handled it makes no sense you're right because okay if you go to the beginning of the story because peter parker's reaction or sorry spider-man should uh, reaction should have been, oh my god, Gwen Stacy's clone is back. But it, but it's not. Because he's already met Gwen Stacy's clone. Like, the whole thing is so badly done. I don't know, it doesn't make any Twice. sense. Twice. Yeah. Like, like it happened the first time back when she was first cloned, and then just recently, with the Punisher, when the Punisher shows up, he, she's there, correct? 
Oh, maybe yeah, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't run into her. her sorry, sorry, no, sorry. Okay, her, okay, yeah. But hold on a sec here. There's someone we haven't heard from in a while. G.I. Jolie, want to know your reaction to this story. Oh, good. Uh, thank you for calling on me because that'll be the only thing that helps me not fall asleep. <laughs> sorry. I've been fighting back. I'm, like, going to pass out. Like, actually pass out. I don't know whether it's talking about these books or whether I have COVID again. I cannot tell the difference anymore. But this third book was horse Mm -hmm. manure. It's terrible. I hate all of this. I haven't hated all of this in a long time. And this is like particularly um, fatiguing. Like, usually I'm tired for the same reasons, which is like, oh, I didn't give myself enough time to read the books, and Peter's just being stupid. But no, this goes well beyond Peter being stupid. These books are just, these specific books are stupid. And they shouldn't (laughs) exist. I hate that they exist. I hate that I read them. And I'm, I can't believe I'm this angry. Maybe that's where all my energy is being sapped to, is like, this anger. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be angry. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to be angry about these books. And I feel terrible that, like, week in, week out, I'm always giving these books poor reviews. But when is it ever going to get really good? I had, ho- like, high hopes three weeks ago. And then, like, it's just been dashed. Remember when we read Craven's Last Hunt? That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. I do remember. Oh, the good times. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the art was pretty, and the story was 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 storyboarded, and mm-hmm. it meant something, and somebody had something to say. Yeah. Well, this goes back to my theory that you know the Jim Salakrup era is not as good as the Jim Owsley era. You know, it's just not. Sorry, guys. But this, this one, is worse than Secret this Wars. This one had Moonstalker in it, though, guys. Yay. Moonstalker sounds like one of those old Liefeld, like, right, Death Hawk, right, right, kind of people. So good uh, for her. Garbage. Um, and like so the upset. Young Gods could have been cool, but I like don't give a shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually reread the Young Gods part a couple times. Not like that scary backup stuff. I didn't even touch. I didn't even tr- after the first issue. I didn't even tread near the backup mm-hmm. stories I tried to reread that because yeah. I felt like it was good and I was really interested in these like new characters or what I'm finding out now are new characters but it turns out no cool they just like fight <laughs> and they fight amongst each other a lot which is you know not like unheard of with um, a new team getting to know each other and getting to grow together but I mean, we barely fight. (laughs) I think my biggest complaint for all three of these books is why is the high evolutionary here? Yep. In any of the stories. Why is his head kind of look like an iron? You know... I love it, though. I have have less questions about the look than I do about his whole ship. What's the deal, bruh? Why? Why are you here? Why? Yeah, like there's a Spider-Man story and it's kind of interesting and then the High Evolutionary shows up and it's like not interesting anymore. 
I want to see Spider-Man find a fridge full of cocaine and talk to the man thing. But then the high evolutionary shows right? up. And I, but why? I want to see him go on his book tour and then the high evolutionary shows up. Like, the, sh- the, the stuff at this... Do you know what? I don't want to see the, the not a Gwen Stacy clone, though. However, like, l- let's just back that train up. This last book was not good. Mm. I don't. I don't really care about the whole Gwen Stacy thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Clone she's or not, dead. Mm-hmm. get over it. Well, it's unfortunately. It's a very interesting idea to bring back an old love interest mm. to test Peter's marriage and to like give him closure in that situation where he's kind of like held that with him but that does not happen none of this like is actually good closure like at the end he's like he finds out that oh that's not actually Gwen okay well I guess I'm fine then it's like no what are you talking about like you're just all of a sudden over it oh yeah I guess she's dead again Eh, oh well like yeah. it's like nothing happens by the end. He doesn't change. He's back to exactly where he was. It's so annoying. Yeah. If anything, it was like <sighs> the moment he saw her, he was like, "Rutro, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Guess I'm not married anymore." Like that kind of shit was actually happening. And I was like, it's, "Oh, cool. <laughs> what?" It's like. It's also like, he's like, oh my god, I'm still in love with Gwen Stacy. And in the same breath, he's like, I wish she would just fucking die. <laughs> I wish she was still dead. Like, are you kidding me? You know, what? <laughs> if that's the case, and it's just like a burden, why are you even choked up about, like, why is this even a decision? Mm-hmm. The thing is, is th- this is a good, it's like you said, though, it is a could be a good idea because mm-hmm. like science fiction could deal with this whole concept of like what if a, a clone of a loved one could come back and what would happen there's definitely a good story that could be told here but it is not done here well like mm-hmm. most right? clone mm-hmm. stories right it's it's about dealing with your actual emotions it's the person who has the loss I should say and because the clone or whoever it is that is in like the stand-in for the lost loved one is never they're always the same nothing ever changes about that that it's about changing yourself and realizing that a loss is a loss and handling loss this is not that (laughs) black mirror did a really good episode of that that one still gives me chills i still think of donald gleason like in a box in the attic Yes, I remember that. That was a good one. Mm. And like, that this was not that. <laughs> this was like Gwen's. Okay, fine, cool. You want to de- you want to have Peter deal with his loss, and then at the end of the book, you shoehorn in Daydreamer or whatever her name is. I also have already <laughs> forgotten her name, and you have her unmask the illusions of this woman who it turns out has been fooled into thinking she was Gwen Stacy which also uh, which also is uh, she's she's fooled with illusions but also her look is altered so that other people only see Gwen Stacy also 
and it's somehow been done by a scientist? Yeah. <laughs> Science, I guess? What? Don't, no, don't, don't think too hard. Guys, guys, yeah. guys. Don't, uh, don't think too hard about it. They rewrite it in like three years mm-hmm. to be like, that thing we said? Lie, actually. this is, She is a clone. Then, But then um, how did the daydreamer realize that it was a daydream and an illusion? Because we don't talk about daydreamer anymore. She's never brought up again. Don't. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. You actually thought up this whole story. It was like a really bad Chinese, like expired Chinese food induced oh, um, nightmare. Right. Like, have I ever like left out mm. some food on the counter? And then it's like been two days and you're like, I'm broke still. And also it's probably fine. And then you eat it and then you wake up at 3am with the sweats. That's what this was. So don't even worry yeah. about it. Uh, just we're just, didn't, nothing, none of this is even real. That's a great way to describe this issue. Even before the retcon. Left that on the counter, Chinese food. I've done that often. And hallucinated. I can see that being this. Um, I want to quickly point out that the Gwen Stacy clone came back for a storyline in the Clone Saga in the 90s. Mm. Disappeared for 10 years. Came back in a joke issue of Stan Lee meets... Doctor Strange, bunny. <laughs> then no, close. Then disappeared again. Came back in Spider Island, Deadly Foes, and was killed in 2011. So oh, she's yeah. dead by now. a different Gwen Stacy clone. Really? Yep. Hundred ten. Yep. That's exact. Because I I read that issue. Spider. Yeah, wow, she's killed bad. by a different Gwen Stacy clone. But this one's all like gross and deteriorated. She's like, I'm the better Gwen Stacy clone. Can we read that also, instead? <laughs> <laughs> this Gwen Stacy clone marries a clone of the Jackal. Right. It changes her name to Gwen Miles, right? Or- yeah, because his name is Miles Warren. And she goes by Gwen Miles <laughs> after this. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Uh, what- right, I didn't... I was talking. I, I hated the things that I said. <laughs> you hated the things you said? Uh, I changed my mind. I don't want to, like, have this weird knowledge of garbage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the name? That's why when I was like, oh, I like comic books, and everyone in high school was like, ew, don't talk to me. Oh. I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see patterns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, but I want to back up one minute. What was the name of Gwen Stacy's second clone? <laughs> uh, I think, I think it's, it's, oh, um, it's Abby. I think it's, Ab- hold on, I gotta look it up. I think it's Abby L., Mm, I'm looking here and I don't see her. Yeah, Abby L. I found. Oh, yeah, you're right. Abby L. Abby dash L. That's so weird. Oh, God. Oh, and she dies in that issue, too. Yeah, they all die. Cool. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um. Wow. Man, this blows. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this all blows. Hey, blows I'm not the one that wants to review '90s Spider-Man comics like you guys do. But anyway, just be warned. Dude, at least here, the worst part about all three of these comics is they're boring as hell. That's mm. true. Look, if they were hilariously bad, we'd be all having a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But look how fucking tired Josh is. I don't know. Work. We've been talking <laughs> like, for an hour and thirty-five minutes, so. It's 8.30 at night. I'm drinking coffee, and I'm still tired. Yeah. 
Okay, on that note, maybe I'll, I'll just, I just want to summarize th- this by saying when we yeah. got to this month of, you know, Spidey history, I was so excited when I saw these covers. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to reread these. Yeah, these are garbage. These are complete shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a bummer because I, I think that there's some really great ideas in all three of these issues. Um and I I wish they would like explore them a little bit better. Like even these young gods, like they're kind of interesting, and I think that they might make a good series of like comics. Like I I don't find anything interesting about them in this story, no. but mm-hmm. their like little introduction thing at the end is like okay, so it's kind of like the X Men, but they're in space and they're like trying to learn how to like be humans but also be these like gods and where they fit in with like the rest of of society that's pretty fun uh but yeah it's all just kind of like little tastes of that throughout all of these issues like this could be fun i wish they would have done something cool with it instead of well this Yeah, the best part of this is just little tidbit that's like, this is this person. Mm-hmm. This was their human achievement that got the gods to to want to give them yeah. godlike it's a, power. It's a trailer for a better comic. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, that's here's, cool here's Moonstalker. The reason the gods picked her is because she was great at the, at hunting. Yeah. And, and all these people, they're all from all over the world, and they're all from different time periods. That's cool. But, uh, no. As Jolie said, I said no. I say no. Mm. I second you. I like no. calculus. I like calculus. He's my favorite. He's, he's just good at math, and he's god about it. <laughs> they didn't even give him a superpower. They just gave him a calculator. Yeah, They're like a physical hey, calculator. Kid. It's not even his brain. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's not even like a graphing calculator. It's just like a big old. Regular. I want to know more about this walnut, this big yellow floating walnut in the sky that kills this robot. Hey, what's up with oh, that? Yeah. Uh, hey, what is, hey, what's hey, that? Hey, what's that big walnut in the sky? <laughs> hey, what's that? It's the Unimine. What's the Unimine doing here blowing up robots? He's awesome. By the way, I also want to back up and point out that the slug has appeared 46 times, so... He's good for him. 40, not a minor character. 45 more issues to go. I mean, sideshow. We do a sideshow. It's all about the slug. There you go. Yeah, there's our next mug design. A slug mug. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, we should probably wrap it up at some point. Um, Please. Okay. Right now. <laughs> we, st- we started off the day so nice. We were all excited about Frogman. I know. Can we just go I back know. to talking about This is that. how it started. This is how it ended, right? Yeah. Thank God. Um, okay, so yeah, <laughs> I want to thank G.I. Joe Lee for not falling asleep. You're welcome. You I, just, I, I am thank so Bex close. Luth- yes, I want to thank Bex Luther for also not falling asleep. One of the new god's powers is that he can turn into anything, and he just constantly turns himself into, like, Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, Josh... I guess you can take... Oh, yeah. Do you, before you take it from here... Okay. I have to let everybody know that next week... What are we doing now? you like to know? We're reviewing four Spidey comics because Amazing Spider-Man goes bi-weekly for the summer. 
Cult of Love Part 4, California Schemin, Humbug's Back. Remember Humbug? What a California Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, guys on the scene. Oh, my God. Fucking got him. Kate. I'm sorry. I'm not all. I, and another Punisher Persuader story. Is it weird so that I'm sure excited to... for the cult of love? Yes. No, yeah. it's a good story. At, at least it's, a, like, I kind of remember giving a shit about yeah the yeah it was an yeah. actual story yeah right and we'll be joined by special guest kevin jank returning nice. from the lcs hockey podcast all right oh uh, i was like who's kevin never mind i like kevin. yeah everybody likes kevin jank okay and josh you can take it from here yeah thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast um I, I'm, I'm assuming somebody, at least one person, made it through this episode. <laughs> so we want to thank you specifically for listening to this podcast. Uh, you. You. Um, yeah, uh, you can find us anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, anywhere you find podcasts, we're there. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at the Comic Book Syndicate. Please let us know what you guys think about the comics we're talking about and the podcasts themselves. We definitely want to keep that uh, comics conversation going. That's right. So until next Monday, see you later. Ah!